Hello and welcome to Selfie Development, a podcast about the weird and wonderful world of wellness and self-improvement. Each episode we'll be looking at different topics and asking what actually works and what is kind of bullshit. I'm Katie Gordon, a yoga teacher and coach. I'm Annabelle Lee, I write about wellness. You can come and find us at Selfie Development Pod on Instagram where we'd love to hear from you. We're talking self-development but kind of sceptical asking if it really helps, cutting to the chase and seeing if working on yourself can really be a force for good. Are you ready for some selfie development? This episode, we're talking about coaching, which is a polarising topic, do you think? It's fair to say? Yeah, I don't really know what people think about coaches, but I think it's definitely full of it's ripe for exploitation, I think. Yeah. There seems to be every other person is a coach now. Um, I think one of um, Made in Chelsea's cast is now a life coach. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So it, I think there's a lot of room for discussion here. And we should say you are a coach. I'm a coach, yeah. So what, 50% of the, of the room are coaches. <laughs> so we're going to talk about some of the good stuff and some of the bad stuff mm-hmm. in coaching. I don't actually know really. Well, I do kind of know a bit what coaching You've is. You've had some business coaching, I've haven't done you? a bit of business coaching, yeah. but more in a sort of, more from a sort of organisational perspective or a sort of get yourself together right. <laughs> kind of perspective. But I think I would still struggle maybe to explain what coaching is okay and and I think you're right like I think there is such a that it was something that was never really wasn't really around that yeah it's a new job basically yeah and I think it is difficult to define because yoga I mean it's pretty unregulated I mean there are coaching bodies there's two main ones and they have fairly stringent membership criteria but there are an awful lot of people with no training, no qualifications who are coaches because you don't you don't need anything. Yeah, because coach can mean so many things. It can it? mean anything you want it to. Yeah. You could coach anything. Football. Like, because that's when you think of coach. Traditionally, it's been in a sort of sporting... Yeah, like someone shouting at you yeah. and telling you to... I don't know, run faster or something. Yeah, I guess that's probably the, like the origins of the of the word is that. And I think, I mean, my definition of coaching would be that you're supporting someone through usually some sort of transition or change and helping them work out exactly what they want, where they want to be, what they want from life, how to get there potentially without offering advice yeah which is hard to do yeah (laughs) yeah imagine it must be really hard to do yeah and to like not project your own we talked about transference in another Mm, episode but I guess to not to be to have to consider all the nuance and all the like all the stuff that's going on in somebody else's life absolutely and there is a lot of crossover with therapy and coaching I mean Obviously, coaching is not therapy. Therapy is not coaching. Um, But there are a lot of things that cross over a little bit, like transference. Like a a good coach should have supervision, like a therapist. So you have someone qualified 
who you discuss things that you're finding difficult. There are practices like active listening, reflective practices where you think about how things are gone, how things you might do differently. So a good coach should have various things in place. And to be a member of at least EMCC, you have to have supervision quarterly. But there's a lot of coaches that don't do that, don't even know what it is, that wouldn't be able to tell you what any of those terms meant. Yeah. So, yeah, and I think it gets particularly fuzzy when you're talking about business coaching or wellness coaching, whatever that is, because, I mean, I still think you should be having supervision for business coaching because inevitably when you're working person to person stuff comes up that's your stuff but I don't know how common that is in in business coaching Mm. are you more of a life coach do you like that term no (laughs) so my problem is that I don't I really don't I don't like any of the terms because I think that they're associated with dodgy practices mainly and and the term well, the word life coach makes me think of someone who is telling you what to do with yeah. your life, and um, and that's the opposite of of what it should be. So, I think this is one of the problems that I have when it comes to marketing and self promotion, is that I find that really hard because I think a lot of the coaches out there are sort of talking about big promises about what they can deliver was actually coaching, like, in a way, a coach's job is sort of does not really do very much. Yeah. And, like, facilitate the person coming to you to do things. Yeah, to be like a mirror. And kind sort of, of, yeah. It, yeah. To reflect stuff back or ask questions or, like, prod a little bit into something uncomfortable, but not to be like, I think you should go and try out this bit of software or whatever. Yeah. I think one of the issues is, as things have got you know gone more online that a lot of the time what we see is this massive broad advice Mm. that people are given so for example imposter syndrome which is Mm. everywhere is you could have a a sort of imposter syndrome klaxon I think but I know it is a very real thing that does come up for people but it's easy to give this sort of broad sweeping advice but you're not on the internet how can you take into consideration all the nuance or everything that's going on for that individual person it's it's super hard to connect it back yeah. to, on an individual level but when we're all being forced to market ourselves via the internet mm. it's very it's challenging yeah and I don't want to do a like coaching container or anything I just find them a bit icky and obviously that's the way you make money is having multiple, you know, group coaching. Um, I would rather work one-on-one personally or in a workplace. But I think imposter syndrome, like if you break down what that is, it's like a blanket term, but sometimes imposter syndrome is when you're doing something new and you're learning how to do it. So you don't feel like you're very good at it. Yeah. And maybe you're not very good at it. Yeah. Maybe it's not imposter syndrome. Maybe you're learning. Yeah. Um, do I think to, to label, oh, women all have imposter syndrome. Yes, it's real. Yes, it exists. But it's not, if you feel insecure and like you don't know what you're doing, it's not necessarily imposter syndrome. Yeah. 
and this very like Instagramification of mm. words. So yes. imposter syndrome, trauma, um, red flag. I really use red flags all the time, but all all this stuff that's become very like pop psychology affide yeah. that's kind of it risks losing its meaning well it ha- i mean i think it has lost its meaning I th- that's why i don't really know how to market myself because i don't want to be like are you suffering from imposter syndrome here are my five quick tips yeah. because it really is so dependent on the individual or the team or the group or whoever you're working with that instagram coaching marketing in particular is very like one size fits all which Mm -hmm. is just not how people work and i think instagram is and i guess tiktok as well but it's 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 perfect for coaches that want to do that i guess because you can pop up your inspirational quotes Mm. your shareable content yes your aspirational content and that's you know that's what the platform was designed for this sort of very self-indulgent yeah putting yourself on a pedestal and so I think that's why a lot of people maybe thrive on platforms like that yeah but but then the reality is probably the people that actually you would want coaching you are not the people doing that necessarily yeah I think there's a lot of coaches who have based their brand around themselves so like here is me in my kitchen. Yeah. Here is me with my six-figure month or whatever it is. And I get that that appeals to people and it's aspirational and there's nothing wrong with being proud of what you've achieved, but it makes me feel a bit grubby. Yeah. This obsession with... I never heard the figure or the term 10K months... And then I think because I started working for myself in the middle of, or the beginning of the pandemic, Mm. I got very wrapped up in the whole kind of boss babe energy, (laughs) which now makes me just want to lie down. But I think there was this real hype and this kind of, I don't know, there was just seemed to be a lot of talk about it, you know, and I was definitely in it. Maybe I just feel like there was a lot of talk in it because I was sort of wrapped up in it. But I don't, that has never been a goal of mine. And somehow I got convinced that it, you know, maybe that was what I should be aiming yeah. for. When the whole reason that I'd gone self-employed was so that I had more time to not. <laughs> yeah, lie in the meadow or something. Lie in the meadow. Yeah, and it, when you apply it to coaching, I think it's kind of like this weird crossover with influencer yeah that's kind of like be like me very there's a really interesting dynamic isn't there about parasocial relationships yeah and I think that this is very concerning when you're because a lot of the time what's happening in coaching is you're paying for someone's time or it's Mm -hmm. an it's an it's an exchange of money for for time and advice and expertise which is a very standard thing in a service industry to do but a lot of the time what we see happening is coaches creating this identity or this brand around themselves and then people you know wanting to be like them or forming 
a one-way relationship with them. Mm-hmm. Like this is what happens a lot with influencers and celebrities on the internet because we have access to certain parts of them, but they're not, they don't really know us. Yeah. And But we think we know them and we think we want to be like them because they're creating relatable content or saying relatable things. And then we can pay some angel number amount of money to be in their container. So they're always one, one, one or two, 2,222 or <laughs> and, yeah. and I think also what was interesting is a lot of I don't know you tell me if this is wrong but it feels to me a lot of it is woman to woman yeah that's definitely a thing yeah so then there's a kind of you get into a weird vibe with kind of some of the divine femininity energy and women kind of using maybe like sexualizing themselves to sell to other women it's kind of a weird I don't know it just it feels weird a lot of it yeah I think it is a weird dynamic and I think that is the thing about the influencer crossover is that it's very messy like what are you actually selling And, and let's not forget as we all know that Instagram is made up and these coaches bragging about their 10 figure months in their beautiful houses I mean is that really true or yeah. are they saying that because then people will think, oh, they must be really good at their jobs. And someone who is good at Instagram doesn't make them a good coach. I mean, there's been some scandals in the past few years of people promising a lot and delivering next to nothing with people who were influencers turned coaches. Mm-hmm. I think that's where it gets really messy. You can be a good coach with no training, probably. But if you don't have certain building blocks in place, then I think you get you get very messy because that that is definitely these one-to-one relationships, there is definitely some parts of it where you're listening to people's like desires, their pain, like what's happened to them potentially. There are crossovers with therapy in so much as it's, it's not therapy, but people disclose stuff to you. And if you aren't equipped to deal with that because you've got no training, then it can be difficult or damaging for you and the person. I just, it just feels like people are out, sometimes are out of their depth because it's such for a... For sure, yeah. It's, it's so hard in any capacity to deal with people and make sure you're looking after them and not giving them the worst advice Mm. or something that's gonna you know really negatively impact somebody and they're also they're paying you (laughs) so it's not that you're just giving your friend bad advice they're they're investing in this Mm. thing I think it's it's, scary it's, it's kind of a little bit full of empty promises as well coaching if you look at Instagram it looks like you make tons of money from it but actually you only make tons of money from it if you have coaching containers which generally involves sending out recorded content pdfs all that kind of stuff which you know if that's done well nothing wrong with that but realistically you're charging 60 70 100 150 pounds an hour how many of those do you have to do to earn you know what you want you're not going to be a millionaire there's this obsession with passive income and and I think online business models do have problems built into them because it seems to me, and there's been some 
we've seen some good great memes on this as well the, the only way really make us that kind of level of income is yeah. if you start coaching coaches there is an entire weird circular industry of coaches coaching coaches Coaching coaches, coaching coaches. Coaching coaches. Yeah. And then so it's like an MLM. It's something. a pyramid yeah. scheme for sure, because you have like your coach at the top who's maybe coaching a few other mm. coaches. And then um I saw this good, really good uh video the other day where it was a sort of advert for somebody to become a coach. And it was like, Oh, you don't need any experience. Yeah. <laughs> you can get trained in 20 minutes. Yeah. And then you get faced with people with real issues. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, well, the solution is to coach other coaches. But not everybody wants to be a coach. You can't, and you can't just all be coaches forever. And you can't only be signing up other people to be coaches. Yeah, and if you've got no experience, why are you coaching other people how to be coaches? And then you get very into very, very spammy marketing techniques. And there's a very much a kind of a blueprint for coaching for marketing sure. which is go hard on people's pain points sell the solution be relatable and you can you can once you see it I think you can spot it a mile off yeah and now I when I see this I'm like absolutely not it's a hard no um you know all they talk about is imposter syndrome <laughs> limiting beliefs no but oh, then you limiting do beliefs <laughs> Then you do have really wonderful coaches. And I know a lot of yeah. amazing people who do offer wonderful services and who genuinely help people. But yeah. so many people are, you know, a lot of these things which are really problematic, like limiting beliefs, can be used to manipulate people into signing up and paying money for you. So for sure. buzz yeah. through your limiting beliefs, invest in yourself aka spend £4,444 yeah. on my coaching container. Yeah. I think, yeah, I, I, I've definitely been... The people that follow me on LinkedIn and Instagram on my coaching stuff, there's so many coaches. And it's just like, I'm not interested. Yeah. And there is definitely like a way that you are supposed to be a coach. Like you're supposed to have your funnel set up and you yeah. have your email that goes and then if they don't respond to that email you give send them this other automated email and it's all automated and designed to draw them back in and I get that and there's nothing wrong with that and I yeah totally see why that happens and why people do that and it takes some of the back and forth out and it simplifies processes but it also feels so impersonal and weird for a service that essentially is usually one-on-one -on -one yeah. and a personal relationship. It it feels so pushy and that is kind of the opposite of what coaching should be. So, yeah, I've, I definitely find it really difficult to know how to market my services because I don't want to be marketed yeah. to like that. Yeah. So I think what is also interesting is that you... Like we said before, anyone could call themselves a coach yeah. very easily. You can you could call yourself a coach in mm. anything. Mm. Um, and so it feels like you've got sort of online business coaching or business coaching, which feels yeah. tricky. You've got maybe sort of holistic. I know you don't like this life coach. I, I mean, know you don't want me to it is, it is what coaching. it is. Yeah. <laughs> but then also you have this other other group, which is where we've seen a lot 
wellness coaches mm. or nutrition coach or so and that's also tricky because coaching that might not be having a one-to-one sit down with somebody that might be getting a personalized nutrition plan or exercise plan. What is a wellness coach? I think anybody could call themselves a wellness coach and often wellness means nothing. Wellness means nothing but I see a lot of PTs calling themselves coaches, personal trainers calling themselves coaches because you're you know Essentially, I mean, I guess you I are guess you coaching can be a coach someone. As a PT, you could. But it depends what you're coaching them in. Yeah, but I think anything, you know, maybe aromatherapy, or you're interested in one kind of holistic therapy, mm-hmm. and then you want to sort of offer that as a wider service. And because of this hype around coaching, with you know, or maybe you don't want to call yourself a yoga teacher, for example, which I know lots of yoga teachers find problematic but you know coach does sound more it's broader it's more it encompasses more things I guess you could say you're coaching someone with yoga I guess I mean it sounds weird but you could you know in theory coach anything um yeah and then if you're maybe going down the route of an online course or more online content or you want to maybe move away from that in-person thing or that one-to-one thing I guess coach is a good it feels like a good sort of catch-all word but I think it has lost I think it's lost a lot of meaning I think it just means whatever you want it to mean if you're marketing your services yeah you can call yourself a coach in anything and I think this is also where why it is so problematic is that it's completely unregulated and I think you can offer a service and and that service be delivered in a pdf and yeah i just yeah and horror stories that i've read about or heard about from people who've signed up you know spent loads of money on something and then f- to work with somebody and then actually you don't actually get any yeah. one-to-one time with them or they're not there there's, I guess it's quite an American business I, model. That's probably where it started, I think. So my qualification is um, I did a postgraduate diploma in positive psychology and coaching. So that's a particular branch, um, which isn't, unlike it sounds, about being positive. <laughs> <laughs> it's about using tools um, to move forward. But that is a very specific qualification, but... No one really knows what it means because that is an American thing that's come over here. And it's very heavily research-based and based on things that have been proved to work, at least for some people. Yeah. But then you can have a coach calling themselves a life coach and that can be based on almost nothing at all. A 20-minute webinar with some other baby coach. Yeah, and that's not to say that that person can't be a good coach, but I, I think, again, and this is what I keep coming back to in this industry, is in order to look after people safely, you've got to have certain things in place to protect yourself and them. And if you don't have them, then when something does go wrong, or someone gets hurt, someone asks for their money back, you're placing yourself in a potentially really difficult or even dangerous position and you may be placing them in a really difficult position. If you don't understand clearly what the what the difference is between coaching and, and therapy is, 
and you allow the boundaries to get slippy in your sessions, then that is problematic. And and if you've had training, that's hard to do. But if you haven't had training, that's I would have thought virtually impossible to do. Yeah. And it get and then it gets more scary I guess when we you think about that coaching pyramid model Mm. where for coaches the way they're making their income is by encouraging other people anyone don't care who it is to sign up for their coaching program so you've got people who are coming to it from a financially motivated place yeah probably thinking they're gonna make money and also probably they want to make back the amount of money that they've invested in this coaching program so it just gets so tricky and hard to unpick it but I think you're absolutely right that this is the thing across everything across yoga across going to your women's circle to anything anything if the person that's leading it doesn't know what they're doing it's just it's so scary like the the potential harm is 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 mm. is awful and and I think that's the thing, isn't it? It's how can you find, you know, how can you know? <laughs> how can you know? Coming back to my red flags again, but so much of it is marketing and so much of it is selling promises and selling solutions that is very very easy to get taken in by it, and it's very easy to sign up for something that's a waste of money and and I think that's the thing as well is that if you do do that I've done that for sure I've signed mm-hmm. up for things yeah me too yeah. because I've I've fallen for the hype and then I thought oh god <laughs> this was not worth it and or I spent my time doing it and it wasn't worth it yeah. and it's very difficult when so much of the industry is maybe around you know investing yourself if it didn't work it's your fault you know it's really hard when the marketing is so tightly packed and the messaging is so tightly packed for you to then feel like oh well it was me I just wasn't yeah and I think that's a lot of the issues with if you're self-employed or running your own business like it does become so tightly bound up with your sense of self most of the time unless you're really good at separating that if you are tell me yeah give us your tips (laughs) (laughs) um then you know failure or not delivering feels difficult I I did some business coaching which would have been really helpful if I'd done it at a time when I had time to actually follow through on everything and I I will at some point but at that point in my life it, it just wasn't that helpful and I think that's the other thing to think about is like what do you actually need right now most of all and I think especially now when cost of living is going up people's businesses are genuinely in in real trouble especially small businesses you know business coaching might be absolutely the right thing to do right now or it might be a case of save your money because you have very little control over yeah what is happening at the moment yeah yeah I agree and I think that if it's not business coaching because I guess we are coming at it from a place of we are both self-employed yeah people but I would say in a broader context as well, like just maybe interrogate a bit what what does coaching actually mean? What is the actual service here? Yeah. You know, what am I getting from you? And I guess remember that people aren't, you know, maybe what you see on the internet is not, it's not. fully reflective of... Yeah, and do you need coaching or do you need therapy? And Or do you need to work on your friendships? 
<laughs> I think sometimes, yeah, you know, sometimes, yeah. are you buying into it because you feel like this person looks cool and interesting? Because that's so much of it. <laughs> Like laughing. I want to be like that. Yeah, we yeah, were laughing. There's very much it's the same with yoga teachers, isn't it? Yeah, and there's very much an image of you know someone that's got their life together, uh-huh. wearing their which I've stolen this from another account on Instagram. Their indoor abundance hat, so their wide rimmed fedora. Right. So I never see anyone wearing these in real life, only on Instagram. Maybe that's because we live in the provinces. Maybe I feel like you have to live in like Utah. And everyone's wearing like Maybe, beige yeah. hats. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, but there's a very much like it's a curated image, and you're not buying that person's relationship. You know, you're not mm. by investing in that. You're not going to get closer to that person. You're, you know, you're buying a service from them. Yeah, and that person doesn't have a perfect life. Like, however much they exactly, that. exactly, because we, as we know, it's a the internet is a highlights reel and. It's so hard to remember that when you're looking at it, though, to keep that present in your mind when you're looking at other bullets. You know it's a highlight reel, but there's something in your brain that's like, oh my gosh, that's their life. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the issue with some of these person-driven coaching programmes is is that it is about wanting to emulate someone's life. And there is a lot of tip-over into manifestation angel numbers tapping spirituality spirituality stuff the vo- manifest that the 10K vortex get into five oh god yeah probably five some vortexes in there as well um and again some of that fine if it's helpful it's helpful but some of it is just mm, yeah and so promises so one of the big i guess the big scandals we're not going to talk too much about it but one of the ones that you might have heard of or you might not have was a scandal in 2020 with an organisation called the Noble Business School. I think that's the most famous one, yeah. Which was started, it was mainly Instagram, wasn't it, focused. And there's a great article on Refinery29 about this, which is titled, These Women Paid an Instagram Influencer to Help Them Manifest Money and Now They're Not Happy. And so... This coaching program was set up and then people were just very unhappy with the service that they got. And it ties back in, interestingly, with the manifestation stuff that Mm. we talked about in episode one, um, about this idea of to manifest, you have to teach and get other people to pay you (laughs) to learn to manifest. So I don't think we're going to talk too much about it, but that's a good article to read if you're interested in sort of digging a bit more into yeah, I that. think the person who who ran it made a lot of mistakes and but got a lot of shit for it that a lot of other people have got away with and not got that level of comeback. So it's not about blaming her or the people that she worked with. She made some bad decisions and yeah. But I think what it does do is highlight the danger of this and, and getting caught up in the numbers, I think a lot of what happened there was getting caught up in the the amount, there was a big amount of people coming in. She made a hundred grand in 10 days. That was what they used to push to get other people to sign up. And really there didn't seem to be much of a program planned. That's what the complaints were with it. So I think it's that thing of like seeing someone being really successful and wanting like a piece of that or to buy into that. But actually... It's all just smoke and mirrors. Totally. 
Yeah. And I think this, I think that that extends then out to, there's quite a lot of pretty well-known people in America. So people like Marie for, oh gosh, my pronunciation, Jenna Kutchner. These ringing any bells? Jenna Kutchner. No, I don't think so. They are big influencers, basically, who also have business arms. But, uh, you know, a lot of these things are advertised. They'll have Facebook paid ads and then you'll get through, you'll click in, you'll get in the funnel, you'll sign up for a webinar, you'll go down the funnel, you'll, you know, you'll get, get pushed through, in. you'll go and check out their Instagram. It's beautiful. Mm. And it's just, it's not all it seems, I guess, is is the thing. But also it's like, fine, you might sign up for things. I've signed up for things and that's fine. And then I've just been like, no, but I'm not going to pay for your paid <laughs> program. yeah. yeah. I think that that's fine and it's it can be scammy and mm. it's okay if you get caught up in it a bit, I think. Yeah, I'm sure there's people that do that and have great content as well. I, I don't really know of any, but I'm sure that you can get good free content and then like swim out of the funnel yeah. somehow or or even find it good and then sign up and get value out of it. Like coaching can be really valuable, but it's about as always finding the right person for you and um making sure that it is coaching that you need like maybe you need a holiday yeah um maybe you need like you say maybe you need to engage with your friends more or have more of a social life or you need to go and talk through some stuff in therapy or go to yoga need to go to yoga go for a walk need to manifest some peace or yeah you know it's making sure that that's the right thing and maybe that's quite a good place to start if you're talking to a coach of being like this is what I'm struggling with can you help me with this like is this what you do and just being really clear on what you want to change or what you want to be different or what you need help with because that sometimes can be the biggest thing is just figuring out what actually is the issue and maybe that might you might be able to unpick that with a coach with a therapist on your own with a notebook like you might be able to figure some of that stuff up and I think that that's often people are feeling you know lost or overwhelmed or directionless and I guess especially if you are gravitating towards a business coach it might be that you you know you don't have to monetize all your hobbies you don't have to quit your job like just because people are telling you this like this infuriates me I think yes of course it's an amazing thing to do but this kind of, I don't know, this like dichotomy that seems to be set up about, you know, going self-employed will solve all your problems. It won't. Yeah. I think there's also this funny idea of what success looks like when you're self-employed and like success when you're self-employed seems to mean that you earn 100k a year. And and like, that's not what success means to me, but being self-employed is really hard. And actually there's a lot of times where I'm like, I wish I had a job a couple of days a yeah. week. And then there's sometimes where I'm like, this is the best thing ever. So it's, I suppose it's also defining what what success means to you in terms of free time and income and all those other things that are important to you. Yeah. Which sometimes can, can be hard to know and, and a coach can potentially help with that, as can a therapist, as can your mates. Yeah. So it's working out what would be most appropriate for you at that point in your life. Yeah, totally. 100%. Well, thanks for that. Coaching? Yeah. Fesh? <laughs> that was not coaching, before <laughs> I am. Um, 
yeah also I would say ask your coach if they have supervision if they do reflective practices like don't be afraid to ask them difficult questions and if their answers aren't what you want them to be then there are plenty of us out there so you can always find another one yeah and I would say watch out for like this is a term I learned from Amanda Montel's book cultish which Mm -hmm. is great thought terminating cliches so if people are saying to you things like watch out for your limiting beliefs are you not ready to invest in yourself just red flag red flag red flag Mm. and scarcity tactics are another big one yeah so only two places only two places left sign up now grab this i'm telling you there are not two places left. no there's never two places left um extreme discounting with a time limit yeah no yeah you know it's easy to get wrapped up and and into it but like Katie said there are lots of coaches out there and you can you know there, there will be other things that can work for you yeah for sure so do you want to sum up I mean, it's probably going to be like everything else on this, isn't it? (laughs) Oh, what a surprise. We've got a bit of both. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, let's use my favourite term, nuance, again. And like everything, this is the nuance of knowing what what you need or want. And if you think you want coaching, maybe talk to your mate, talk to a therapist, talk to a coach and see how you feel after that. Like what resonates the most with you, what you think that you need. Or maybe you're just like, well, actually, I don't need any of that right now. I need to like go and do a mind map or yeah something like that because there are Vision a lot board. yeah <laughs> i know we we bashed um we didn't really bash we talked critically about <laughs> <laughs> like self-development tools but actually there are a lot of books which are uh, really good and that yeah. you can find some tools in that that might help you or you, i think also asking people for advice like you know maybe not a coach necessarily but you know if there's somebody doing something that you think oh that's really cool I wonder how they Mm. got there or oh this person seems to be I don't know a lot better with this thing you know ask them because people love being asked for advice yeah of course they do don't they make people feel so good and so you could just say you know oh you know how did you get here or um, as long as you don't take the piss buy them a coffee or something at least and there's a lot of people that will do um, mentoring as well which yeah, is d- you sure. often free or like mentoring programs or you know I think you can just ask yeah you like you say you don't you can't you can't just endlessly be doling out free advice to people but I yeah. think if you if you approach it in the right way that can be a good way to yeah don't click on a sponsored ad and then just sign up because it's the first person you've seen which yeah. again is easy to do because we're all no one's got time to do research have they but like take your time and work it out and maybe start with a book and then work out if that's enough or if you need something else. Um, yeah. And yeah, and I think ask the, and on the wellness stuff, ask the questions. What is, what is this? What is actually involved? Yeah. What are you actually offering? How much time one-on-one do I get? What's in the PDFs? Yeah. <laughs> like. How much access will I get? Can I ask you questions? Yeah. I think the more you know, because a lot is expectation management as well. And, mm. you know, what what are you going to get out of it? What do you want? Yeah. What's that f- phrase? Know thyself. I think essentially, unfortunately, much as it would be helpful, no one's going to change things for you. So whether you're doing therapy or coaching or self-development or whatever it is, you also, unfortunately, have to put the effort in as yes. well. They can help facilitate you. They can help guide you. But no one is going to 
change anything for you. That's such a good point because I think we are looking for the we're looking for the guru, aren't we? We're looking for the one person, of course, that's going to swoop in and be like, "This is what you need to do." And we want specific. We've talked about this before as well, like specific, individualized direction Mm. from someone who will fix it for us. But actually, like you say, sometimes you got to fix it. Yeah, I mean, it would be great if you could get that, but I, I don't know anyone who can supply that currently so yeah get support if you want it but ultimately it's got to come from you yeah sorry about that (laughs) yeah (laughs) sorry (laughs) you have been listening to selfie development with katie and annabelle for more updates come and follow us at selfie development pod on instagram thank you for listening if you enjoyed the podcast please subscribe and leave us a review This podcast was recorded at Everybody's Studio in Oxford. Thanks to Nick and Matt at Story94 for editing and production.